we pray that you will give people strength and courage to endure and hope for the days ahead, and that all who are able to provide resources and their time to sustain them and help them will be filled with compassion and overflowing generosity. And we continue to pray for all victims of violence. And also, we lift up all our pets. Sometimes we forget that you watch over them too. And so we bring to you all our concerns and all that troubles us. And we place them in your faithful hands, confident of your care and your everlasting presence. We ask this all in the name of your precious son, Jesus, who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Please join me in the prayer for illumination. Holy Spirit, pour out upon us your wisdom and understanding, that being taught by your holy scripture, our hearts and minds may be open to receive all that leads to life and holiness. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our first scripture reading this morning is taken from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 55, verses 6 through 9. Hear the word of the Lord. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their way and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them return to the Lord and he may have mercy on them and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. May God bless to our understanding this reading from God's word. Our second scripture this morning is the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 20, verses 1 through 16. Hear the word of the Lord. Jesus said, For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for the usual daily wage, he sent them into the vineyard. When he went out about nine o'clock, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace, and he said to them, You also go into the vineyard, and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. 
When he went out again about noon and about three o'clock, he did the same. And about five o'clock he went out and found others standing around, and he said to them, Why are you standing here idle all day? They said to him, Because no one has hired us. He said to them, You also go into the vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his manager, Call all the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and then going to the first. When those hired about five o'clock came, each of them received the usual daily wage. Now when the first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received the usual daily wage. And when they received it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, these last worked only one hour and you have made them equal to us, who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to one of them, friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to this last the same as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first and the first will be last. This is the word of God for the people of God. There was a popular musical comedy team of two brothers who some of you here might remember. They were the Smothers Brothers. They sang and they bantered back and forth and they poked fun at each other. And usually sometime in the act, brotherly rivalry would appear and Dick, the older, serious brother, would become fed up with Tom, the youngers, clowning around and playing the fool. Their exchange of words would often end with Tom angrily responding to older brother Dick, Mom always did like you best. Now his line always got a laugh because it was so close to home for so many of us who at one time or another, with or without good reason, had felt mom or dad liked our brother and sister best. In school, on the job, and in life, who hasn't thought at one time or another that they deserve more or resented others having more or being made equal to them? We live in a world of inequality rich and poor, superior and inferior. Some people are valued, others are not. In the parable of the laborers in the vineyard, Jesus said, that isn't how the kingdom of heaven works. In the kingdom of heaven, everyone gets the same, nothing more, nothing less, whether or not they have earned it, whether or not they deserve it. In this parable, a landowner went into the marketplace before dawn to hire workers to harvest his crop. The landowner and the workers agreed on payment of one denarius for a day's work. That was the usual pay, one denarius. The landowner then went out three more times, later in the morning, at noon, and at mid-afternoon to hire more workers. And with only one hour of daylight remaining, the landowner went back into the marketplace and hired those who were left. 
When evening came, the landowner told his manager to pay the workers their wages, beginning with the last hired. The manager began by paying the last hired one denarius, a full day's wages, as he had promised the first hired who had started working early in the morning at sunrise. And as they stood watching, the first hired eagerly anticipated receiving more than the agreed upon denarius. If those working for only one hour received a full day's wages, surely their pay would be greater than that. But the first hired were disappointed to learn that despite working longer and harder from sunrise to sunset, they were being paid the same as others, although they were paid the agreed upon amount. But they were offended and they began to grumble. Now a common sense of justice is that it is only fair to receive what is earned and deserved. A long held work ethic is to work hard and persevere so that more and more good things come to us. The harder one works, the more one earns. The workers in the vineyard were hired at sunrise and labored all day in the hot sun, and of course, they would agree. They worked harder and longer and therefore deserved to be paid more than the others, especially those who had worked only one hour. It wasn't fair for the last hired to be paid the same as the first hired. The others had been made equal to the first hired. How unfair. In response to their complaining, the landowner responded that he paid them what they had agreed to, and he is free to do what he wants with what belongs to him. Second, he claimed the right to be generous. Shame on the first hired for being envious whiners. Traditionally, the landowner in this parable has been interpreted as God, the denarius as forgiveness and a restored relationship with God or eternal life, and the vineyard is God's realm or the church. We are the laborers God calls into the vineyard. We come to faith and begin to work in God's vineyard at different points in our lives. Some of us begin at sunrise and early in the day, that is childhood and young adulthood. Others come to faith at the mid-afternoon of our lives, and some not until very late in life or even at the 11th hour. Some of us labor long hours in the vineyard, trying our very best to lead lives worthy of our call, doing what we believe Jesus would do serving endless hours, teaching and ministering to children and adults, feeding the poor and hungry, saying yes when we would much rather say no, but regardless of timing or effort, we are all saved by the grace of God. We don't get more for working longer or harder. Anyone who tries hard to be obedient to God to do all the right things might just think he or she is more deserving than a newcomer to the faith community 
who may not have been quite so dutiful and diligent in the past, and whose list of sins at least appeared to the first hired as being longer and heavier. But like the laborers in the vineyard, all receive one denarius, nothing more, nothing less. Distracted by their dissatisfaction with the landowner, the first hired forgot that they and the last hired had all started from the same place, which was outside the landowner's vineyard, standing in the marketplace with nothing to show for their time. Instead of being faithful for being called into the vineyard and receiving the denarius they were promised, the first hired were offended by the owner's gracious acceptance of all the others as their equals. The landowner asked them, are you envious because I am generous? In other words, do you resent that I am good to others? Resenting the landowner's generosity had divided the first hired from the others. Whether resentment is expressed in our words and actions or whether it lies hidden and simmers within, it can destroy relationships. Resentment weighs heavy on the heart and some believe that resentment can make a person physically ill. Resentment makes irritable and disagreeable grumblers and complainers who must eventually answer the landowner's question, is he not free to do what he pleases with what is his? Rather than thanking the landowner for calling them out of the marketplace and giving them their denarius, the first hired failed to recognize the landowner's right to do what he chooses with what belongs to him. The landowner claimed the right to pay the workers not on the basis of their merits, but on the basis of his own compassion. As the Lord said to Isaiah in our first scripture, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. What all the workers received was not a reward for their labor, but a generous gift of grace. Grace is a favor or a kindness that is shown regardless of the worth or the merit of the one who receives it, and in spite of what that same person deserves. We cannot presume God's grace for ourselves. Grace that is expected is no longer grace. Grace is always amazing grace, unexpected, free, and undeserved. Grace is a gift, not an award or a reward for anything we have done. Grace arises out of God's goodness and mercy. And that is the good news for all of us. We receive not what we deserve. We receive what God, with generous 
love, grace, and mercy gives us anyway. God's forgiveness and our salvation in Jesus Christ is given to us free of charge. God's grace is for all of us, the first hired, those hired at late morning and afternoon, and those called out of the marketplace late in the day, and even those at the 11th hour. We who worship a kind-hearted God are called to imitate God's generosity, not begrudge it. Sometimes it is very hard to celebrate the gifts other people receive, especially when we see these people as undeserving. We might then ask ourselves, if we are unable to celebrate God's generosity to others because we have not celebrated God's generosity to us. If we are too preoccupied with what others have, we might not be counting our own blessings. We are not diminished in any way by God's generosity to others. The landowner said so. Regardless of what others receive, we remain, according to the psalmist, fearfully and wonderfully made by our God. All our lives have value because each is a creation of God and a divine and a sacred gift. We needn't feel diminished in any way when God pours out God's grace on others. We have the option of choosing to count our own blessings by considering God's generosity toward us, not by the material things that we have, but by the special people God has placed in our lives. The times we have felt God's presence and been comforted, God's gifts of faith and unconditional love, answered prayers and healing, and our denarius, God's forgiveness and eternal life with God. Doing otherwise is diminish God's goodness to us. The parable of the laborers in the vineyard invites us to let go of all that stuff in our lives that keep us from being joy-filled and grateful people, people who are thankful for all of God's generosity to us as well as to others. This parable also invites us to see ourselves in community with others, where everyone receives God's grace, whether or not we have earned it, whether or not we deserve it. Each of us has been called into God's vineyard to do God's work. What God's faithful laborers receive is not based on the type of work, the value of our work, the time we work, or any kind of merit, but a gift of a generous and a merciful God. Whatever the service we give, it is by the grace of God that we receive our denarius, a restored relationship with God through Jesus Christ. God's grace gives us forgiveness, forgiveness of all our sins, and eternal life with God.
We can't earn it, and we don't deserve it. The opportunity to work in God's vineyard is a gift in itself. We either answer the call to work or we stand idle in the marketplace. Those who labor in God's vineyard do so simply because it is the right and the good thing to do, not because we hope to earn a reward or avoid punishment. We work because we are dedicated to doing God's work, the work that God has given to us specifically. If we are looking for praise or some kind of advantage over others, or if we are concerned that others are not doing their full share, we are forgetting to be thankful for God's generosity in choosing us and giving us the opportunity to labor for God. After all, without God's grace and mercy, and goodness poured out on each and every one of us here this morning, we might have been left standing in the marketplace when earthly work is done and the sun sets. Let us pray. Generous and merciful God, you know our every need before we ask. You bless us in so many ways. Fill our hearts with gratitude for your goodness and generosity. Make us truly thankful so that we may enjoy all you give to us and rejoice with others in all you give to them. Thank you for calling us out of the marketplace and into your vineyard. Amen. Gracious and loving and generous God, we know that everything we have is a gift from you and we return to you only a small portion of your generosity to us. you to bless these gifts, bless the givers, and bless the ministry of this, your church, so that all people in all places will come to know your redeeming love in Jesus Christ. Amen. So as you leave this place, go in peace to love and serve the Lord, to love and care for one another, and remember this week as you pass people in your day-to-day -day lives that God loves you and them equally. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you today and always. Amen.